There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Wonderful to be with you for yet another week. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who keeps listening to the show. I c- can't quite believe um, how the listener numbers keep going up and up and up each month. Um, it's it's just wonderful to have you involved and in the community. And I, I do also very much appreciate any emails, any comments, uh, any ideas, any guest recommendations. Um, it's just wonderful to hear from you. And, um, and that gives me you know, a lot of pleasure to get that kind of feedback from you too. So, yeah, please do, um, please do let me know how you think about the show. And if you have any suggestions, then uh, do pass them through as well. So today we're going to talk about digital working. And you know, you've got all of that technology that you that you probably have. You might have a mobile phone. You might have an iPad. Uh, you maybe a tablet. Um, there's a lot of technology around us that we're, maybe we're not just using the full kind of power of. And um, before we go into um, sort of discussing more about that, though, I'd love to say a big thank you to my guest last week, Raj Sodia. Uh, I think I had probably one of my most uh, te- technologically challenged interviews last week, um, which uh, I've not had for many, many, t- many, many years now. Um, but hopefully... Uh, for the, anybody who listened to that live, um, you know, my apologies for the, for the, me disappearing a couple of times, um, but I know that that's been edited, so it should all be great in the archive. Now, Raj, we talked about the healing organization. Raj is uh, this incredible author. This is his 11th book. Uh, that Raj has been involved in. And the, the, the last book, Conscious Capitalism, was just a massive, massive seller around the world. And, and it's created a movement that he's kind of a founder of um, with him and John Mackey of, of, of Whole Foods. And uh, another book with uh, Michael Gelb has been written on the healing organization. And um, I think if you're interested in this whole area of you know organizations doing good, of uh, you know building environments that are, are, are great for for people and bring the best out of them um, you know help them around their kind of health and well-being such that they they also achieve more uh, together um, he shared a great example in there of um, of uh, a, a gentleman who um, created an amazing business I think his name was Bob Bob Campbell maybe um, and uh, and what he was saying about um, uh, about Bob was how he'd um, acquired something like over 90 businesses and it'll soon be a hundred and five I think and and what he'd done is he had um, uh, he had uh, put done this with such um, with great values not making people redundant um, because he wanted to really adopt them and actually help the people rather than being taken over by uh, rather unpleasant um, venture capitalists at times who just kind of rip businesses apart and uh, and sort of shred them um, so I recommend if you're interested in that kind of um, uh, outline information then go and have a look at that subject go and have a look at that book so let's talk about digital working you know we have this incredible technology at our fingertips yet we only really use a small amount of its potential now my guest this week um, is it entrepreneur author and speaker thorsten jekyll and he's uh, a leading um if not the top expert these days on digital working um he's uh, based in germany he's german so we'll have a, a conversation about that and and i really 
uh, you know, little little sort of uh, nugget of information that was quite fascinating for uh, Thorsten and I. We we met um, first a couple of years ago at a convention, and then we found ourselves at Christmas up in Scotland as another. And we were sat next to each other for dinner, and we got talking. And uh, through that conversation, somehow um, we discovered that uh, we not only share the same birthday but the same birth date. Now I'm delighted to say that I just discovered that Thorsten's actually about 12 hours older than me. Um, but uh, it's it's lovely to meet someone and think that well his uh, his mother was giving birth to him. Um, my mother was um, was preparing to give birth to me. You know, one of us in Germany, one in the United Kingdom. Um, it's uh, a lovely kind of connection that we we were born on the same birth date. Uh, now. Um, he has, um, Thorsten has over 25 years of professional experience in sales, project management for service and IT industries, uh, and uh, has a lot of experience in management in the SME sec- sector. And since 2010, he's been supporting people and businesses in, in the productive use of new technologies. He's worked with, for example, Coca-Cola, Transgourmet, Sparkus Insurance, and he's successfully introduced up to 1,700 iPads for use in, in sales. So if you are an, an entrepreneur, you're a business employee, you're considering technology for your business, you're thinking, how can I get the most out of my tech? This is the conversation that you want to be listening in on now. So a huge welcome uh, to uh, Thorsten Jekyll. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Uh, very kind of you, Chris. You're very, very welcome. And as I mentioned, you're, you're German and you're based in Germany. Tell us about where you, you are at the moment and how you happen to be in in Berlin, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently in Berlin, where I'm not very often, because that's the funny thing where people say, oh, you're in Berlin, let's visit you. So usually I'm on the road like you are with the clients. Um, and the nice thing is with technology, you can, to, nowadays, you can be literally everywhere uh, and still connect to people. Um, and I was born in Munich, um, so, and uh, was growing, um, grown up in, in Frankfurt, lived near Hamburg for more than 20 years, and six Six years ago, we decided deliberately uh, to move to Berlin together with my wife um, and with our daughter. So she's also living in Berlin, no longer with our house, uh, but about five miles away from our home. So still uh, out, but in reach. Um, so that's what we love. <laughs> well, excellent. So you've got uh, you've got lots of space now, and uh, with uh, but nice actually the fact she's only five minutes away. That must be great. Yeah, that's great because you come home and the kitchen is still cleaned and tidy. Um, so, but on the other hand, uh, so uh, le- just uh, two days ago we just uh, met for lunch. Uh, so that's really nice. Um, and as I always say, technology is good, uh, but uh, personal contact uh, cannot be replaced. Just added by technology. Excellent. Well, you can imagine that with a nine and thirteen-year-old boys, that my kitchen isn't as clean as yours. I'm the older one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what was it in 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 your? So, you 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 moved around to these um, to these different cities in Germany. You found yourself in Berlin, which I th- I think is a fascinating city, actually. Um, yeah, I've only, only visited did it once, but I visited it with somebody from it was East German and stayed in East, East Germany, but had a tour around and you know got to understand what life was like for her and her mm. her family and school kids and uh, you know with the West so near and but I don't know it's just a an amazingly interesting place to be. Um, uh, yeah, what's what's it like to live there now? I mean, what what do you like about it? 
Yeah, what I like about Berlin is um, so either hate or you love it. So I know very, very little people who say it's okay. Um, so because it's rough, it's loud. Uh, so people are kind of unfriendly. Um, so, uh, but it is cool, and it is, to be honest, the only city in Germany that can really compare to uh, cities like uh, London or Paris uh, or other international metropoles. Um, so all the other ones are large villages, uh, including Munich, where I was born. Um, so Berlin has really an international flair, ta talking about culture, talking about a lot of startup uh, companies you have here. Uh, so you meet very interesting people where you can exchange about uh, new business models, about new technologies, and that's really a, um, a very vibrant place. Um, and uh, But what you always have to have is a very quiet place in the city. So we were very lucky that we're living in the middle of the city, but in a very quiet place. So our little oasis, as I always call it. <laughs> Fantastic. And so what's, what was it in your, your sort of background that got into you interested in technology? Uh, actually, that started really when I was little because my father you, uh, was working for Brown. You probably know the shaving company. Those are doing yeah. those shavers. <laughs> and Brown uh, was very well renowned for their industrial design with Dieter Rums being the major guy. Uh, and you probably know that um, Jonathan Ive from Apple was highly inspired by Brown design. So I grew up uh, with a, a lot of technical gadgets uh, that only had one button. Uh, so because that was the Brown philosophy, which is now the Apple philosophy. So um, I kind of grew up with smart design, with smart technology, and always with the question to say, how can technology be more in the background? How can it make our lives easier? Um, so just talking about childhood, do you know when you didn't want to go to bed early? Do you know that from your childhood? Yeah, I can remember that. My kids, uh, right. And your kids probably <laughs> challenge you every day. So yeah. I had that challenge, especially on Sundays, because I had slept on Saturdays. I was really alert and everything like that. So and I had to go to bed early, and I hated that. At that time, your business elevation show was not aired yet, uh, so that was some 40 years ago. Um, so what I had, I had an old radio, transistor radio. Uh, at that time, no podcasts, no internet was there. It was just a classic radio. And I was listening to some radio uh, shows uh, on that. The problem was just, every time it was really thrilling, my parents uh, popped into the room, um, and I got into trouble because I had to uh, put that off. So what I then did, I had a construction set from Fisher Technik, was it called at that time, and that had a photocell included. And what I did is I installed that photo cell in the door of my room. So every time my parents popped into the room, uh, the electricity for the radio was cut off and I was safe. Um, ah. So this was something where I always uh, was thinking about how can technology make my life easier? And I started when I was quite little in that. And what I did is probably a bit like you. I, uh, at one step, I started to transform my passion into my business. <laughs> That's a brilliant story. Brilliant story. Now, I wonder, I know you're kind of into uh, endurance events and do you do you use technology with, um, you know, when you do things like an Ironman, you know, has found technology is been helpful. 
definitely. Um, so, uh, to be honest, I am far away from really interesting times. Um, so, uh, for me, it's more the challenge to finish the things. Uh, but what I found when I did my first Ironman distance, I did it on a old steel bike. Um, and when I did it then the second and the third time, I had a carbon bike, uh, which is just instead of uh, 20 kilos, just six and a half kilos or something like that. Uh, so much less weight, uh, much easier to drive. Um, and that uh, made me an half an hour faster on 180K. Um, so this is something where you see where technology can help. But still, the bottleneck are the legs. So bottleneck is the human being. Uh, and this is what I see in technology uh, general that I say, okay, when you use technology in a smart way, uh, it is something that can make life easier, can make you faster, can make you more productive. But the bottleneck is always the human side of it. Um, so it is. Um, and on the other side, you Sometimes it's illegal, uh, plus you don't have to use all the technology uh, just why it is available. Uh, so it always makes sense to think what does make sense and what does not make sense. Um, so basically talking about endurance, and you know it much better because you have done the really hard stuff. So I've just done the very easy uh, regular Ironman. You have done really the, the, the hard stuff. Uh, so exactly. it's always the human side is a bottleneck. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm definitely a bottleneck, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, an Ironman's a serious, serious uh, endeavor, and I know you've done several of them. Um, uh, tell us, you know, how do you, uh, you know, help people today? What you know, you're this expert on sort of digital working. What does that entail? Yeah, so I actually I help people to use technology to be more productive and to make their lives easier. Um, so because what I see is that most people uh, kind of are controlled by technology that they say, oh, another email or another tons of WhatsApp messages and everything. So I see that technology really uh, makes people stressful um, and controls them. And, and I help people to take over control uh, to say, okay, how can technology technology help me? How can I probably even reduce distractions? Um, and what I do is um, I'm doing that by talking to people. I'm doing that by doing consulting work. I'm doing that by training. Um, and when I'm uh, helping enterprises, I have two uh, special areas of expertise. Um, number one is the one which you already mentioned. Um, I help uh, large enterprises to be more productive with the Apple iPad. Um, and uh, the second area of expertise is that I help people to roll out the uh, Microsoft Office uh, 365 suite uh, with all those collaboration possibilities uh, where most of the companies don't use more than 5% of the possibilities uh, it uh, delivers. Right, right. So we've got, we have lots and lots of technology today and, and I think what you, know, what you mentioned there and was that uh, you know, we, we have this technology with all its capabilities and then we've got We've got uh, the human being uh, with their sort of talents and, and capabilities. I mean, from your, your knowledge, and we've got about three minutes now till commercial break, from your experience, you know, are, we, are we really making the most of technology? And you know, where, are the, where are the obvious gaps that people tend to be, tend to be missing out on? 
Yeah, what I see is uh, two things. Number one, people are thinking tech first and not uh, what I can do with it. Uh, so like a classical example is WhatsApp. Um, so um, everybody says, okay, I need to go to use WhatsApp because everybody's asking me. You cannot reach me via WhatsApp, uh, not on business. I have a private WhatsApp account, but I control uh, who is communicating with me on that channel. So I see a lot of people are just adopting technology without thinking to say, does it make my life harder or makes it easier? And I even recommend to say with every new system you adopt, you should think about which other system uh, will be replaced by that. Um, and most people just add, add, add services, add, add technology, add, add complexity. Also in companies where I see um, in the past it was just a stationary PC. Uh, now it is an additional tablet PC. Now it is an additional smartphone. So you have more and more gadgets, and I always say to say, uh, think which technology uh, really makes your life easier, and then use it. Uh, so look at the possibilities, because uh, most of the gadgets are used just with 2% um, percent or less of what you have. Um, and today, there are more and more possibilities that can help you to really use the tech. Right, okay. So, okay, so, so people, are, people invest in tech that they don't really need, do they? Yeah. Um, so, and they don't think is okay. How, uh, which tech can we help to get faster, to get cheaper, to get more productive? Because that is the crucial question. To say technology does may only make sense when it gets you cheaper, more productive, more customer friendly. Talking about businesses, then technology makes sense. Uh, but usually, what I see, it just adds up costs. It adds up complexity without bringing the benefits it should bring. Mm -hmm. On that note, we're going to go to commercial break, and, and after the break, I'm looking forward to you know, chatting with you about some you know, various ideas and concepts around um, the things we need to be aware of around tech, and also you know, how, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued how we best use things like I, I, iCloud and and collaborative tools, and you know um, what can we do more with our mobiles, those sorts of things. So we're going to be answering um, lots of those questions after the break. So do hang on, and we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. business you'll find the experts here voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. We're talking about digital working, about using uh, technology. We're with Thorsten Jekyll. And uh, during the break, uh, Thorsten was telling me about uh, a couple of little uh, pieces of technology that he has in his own home, which I always find fascinating when you're talking to technology experts and some of the things they use. So, uh, Thorsten, I think what you just shared with me, you should share with uh, with uh, our listeners, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So what I can highly recommend, I have a motorized um, desk which I can lift up. Um, so therefore, it's always possible to change between the seating position and the standing position. Um, and this is something which I always use when I'm doing audio video uh, because I learned from uh, voice coaches uh, that the voice is always better when you're standing, number one. Number two, it also is good for your health when you don't always sit, but when you're are standing plus I have a desk bike um, I'm using the one which is called X bike and this is uh, kind of like the rear part of a bike uh, which you can use like a bar chair and then you can just um, have a third possibility and then working out on the desk uh, so this is where we're just talking about in the break <laughs> which I can highly recommend so when you're working out on your your uh, on your bike um, your X bike um, does it count towards Strava? Some people are thinking it's great doing that, but I can't. I can't put it into Strava. It? <laughs> yeah, that, unfortunately, that doesn't work. Um, so, but I do it just for me, not for the uh, for the for the Strava. Probably while we're just talking about those gadgets in in, in the office, what I can also highly recommend um, is to have a, a headset in the office. I'm using a Jabra Pro headset, um, and this Jabra Pro headset is something which. Uh, automatically switches between your cell phone, between your landline phone and your computer. Uh, so when you're getting a Skype call, for example, it connects to your uh, Skype system where you take the call. When you get a cell phone call in, it gets in there and it is connected. There are Bluetooth, vers Bluetooth versions. I currently use the decked version, um, which has a much uh, more reach and I can walk through the whole office uh, with free hands, grab a cup, a cup of coffee in between um, this is also something which i can highly recommend talking about tech j-a-b-r-a so should be also available in the uk and in okay. in the us i think it's even an american brand uh, when i'm sure american or uk brand fabulous 
Oh, you've got an um, amazing um, home full of tech. Yeah, just, just a small thing or, or just another addition. I, what I can highly recommend, I have a ScanSnap, Fujitsu ScanSnap a scanner on my desk. Um, so, And this is when I get paper in. I have two options. Number one is to put it into the waste paper basket. Uh, number two is that I scan it. Um, and it's a two-sided scanner. It's called ScanSnap IX1500. And I get no commission on that. So don't get me wrong. Uh, so um, just talking about uh, my gadgets, which I love. And the nice thing is it has a display on it. Um, and so I don't even need to start up any piece of software. What I can just do is I can press uh, pre-configured buttons, which I uh, have entered into the system. And then I can say, okay, these are things I need for invoices. These are things which I have to forward to my tax advisor, for example. And it does it automatically. Um, so having a scanner in the office is really definitely also something which I can highly recommend, uh, so it should be on every desk. So, so you're pretty much paper-free then? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I even uh, talking about incoming mail. So, of course, nowadays, less and less is coming in by regular snail mail. Uh, so more of the stuff is coming per email. Uh, so, But I'm using a service, and I don't know which services are available in the UK and in the US, but actually most of the startups in Berlin are co copycats of San Francisco startups anyway. Um, so I'm working with a, a company which is called DropScan. And what I do is I have an automatic order that all my regular paper mail is forwarded to this service, which is called DropScan here in Berlin. And they scan all the mail and I get it digitally. And then I can, uh, I have connected it directly to my Dropbox. Uh, you can uh, also download it if you don't want to use uh, cloud services. And when I need things to be forwarded, I then let them uh, forward to, to us. And I have a kiosk, which is just around the corner here, which is open 24 seven. Um, and I let all the stuff then deliver to them and once a week, something like that, I grab the stuff which is then forwarded to me, which I need in a physical form. And the other stuff is even when I'm on vacation and uh, we have a second home on the North Sea. Uh, so in the past, it was always a challenge to, to get that snail paper mail organized. So, And this is something, a good example, where technology can help uh, to make life easier. And uh, a reduction of paper is not a value in itself, um, but it can help to be uh, more independent from a location. Uh, it can help to be faster. It can help to reduce uh, the, the space you need uh, to store all the stuff. Wow. Some awesome tips there. Thank you very much. I'm busy making, making notes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm quite sure that uh, there is also a kind of similar service uh, available in the UK and in the US. Um, as I said, all the Berlin startups are usually copycats of uh, UK or American startups. <laughs> So, so any any principles we need to be aware of when when um, it comes to tech. Yeah, so I think the, the basic principle is always to ask the question to say, how can it help me? And when I'm looking into organizations, um, I love the model of the balanced scorecard slash the modified version, which is called the strategy map from Kaplan and Norton, where they always start to say, okay, um, how can we achieve our financial goals? How the next step is, can we satisfy our customer to meet the financial goals? Then to say, to, to, to meet the 
customer needs, um, how do we have to, which processes do we have in place? And then finally to say, which to, how do we have to develop our technology and our stuff to make sure that the processes are working, that we're satisfying our clients and that we're making money. So this is always the talking about business. Talking about very practical things, uh, what is very important is to say, uh, number one, every new gadget you, you adopt should always replace an older one. So either a, 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 a analog solution, like now getting the mail electronically, like I just told in that example, should not be in addition to getting it per paper mail. So that would just double your, your mail. Um, so it shall be a replacement for that. Uh, so next step is to always have one single source of truth. What means one single source of truth? Um, no matter how big or how small you are as an individual or slash as an organization, as an enterprise, you should always have just one centralized place where you store all your data. So when you're talking about uh, mails, for example, when you're working with Outlook, so there are systems like iCloud or like Exchange or like the Google services, which allow you to have all your emails, all your diary dates and everything available on all your devices you have on hand uh, in the office or when you're on the road and that it all syncs automatically. And what I see this is usually the case with most of the people nowadays with business agendas, with business emails. I don't see that very much with private agendas, private contacts, uh, private um, agendas and emails. And I very rarely see it for files. Um, and nowadays, it's really easy to also have just one place where you have your files stored either on cloud services or on-premise uh, in an own uh, location and where you can have it available with all uh, systems, with all devices. And of course, even being somebody who is very focused on the iPad, on the tablet arena, every system should be so open that when you choose a system, it should be idly available for all platforms. So talking about apps, for example, you should idly choose an app which is available not only for Apple systems, but also for Android, but also for Mac, but also for Windows. Uh, because probably today you take a decision to go for the Windows and Android route. Uh, tomorrow you probably go for the Mac enterprise and you don't want to copy and paste and kind of convert all the stuff you have. And the good thing is that the, the evolution of technology is more and more going to uh, solutions where you, of course, have your special systems and solution for every platform. But with the major systems like talking about Exchange uh, for your, your Outlook data or talking about file uh, services, they can usually be used on all systems. And this is, I think, those are the most crucial points to look into before you go into the question which are the smartest apps to go well so let's talk about iCloud I get a bit confused with it you know, mm -hmm. what, what, what should we put on there and what should we kind of protect? Yeah, it's a very good question, um, actually, because uh, talking about Germany, I don't know how it's in, 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 in the UK, but in Germany, we say cloud is evil. Uh, so <laughs> that's what a typical German says to say, no, um, in Germany, we say cloud heißt cloud, weil sie Daten cloud. Uh, 
Um, so this is a pun which says cloud is called cloud because it steals data and steal is to cloud in, in, in Germany. So therefore this is a German saying which doesn't really literally translate into English. So but the, the the prejudice in Germany is always to say, oh cloud is evil, my data is gone. For me the most important question is to say which cloud are you using for which data? Because there's not one cloud. But the question and the, the decision criteria um, as an individual, as well as for enterprises, is always to say, number one, which is the country where the data is stored? And the country has, usually has some legal implications. So like uh, for some sectors, for example, you are not allowed to store data outside your home country or you need some special uh, allowances to do so. So for some data, for some enterprises, it's only possible to, uh, to store data in the home country. So this is number one. Number two, uh, talking about uh, the question, how serious is that player? Uh, to say sometimes it's better to have an international player, which is a pro, uh, instead of having a local player who just has two PCs in the garage. Um, so like the classic example is Dropbox. So when you're in Germany, uh, I think everybody in the UK and in the US knows Dropbox. So in Germany, when you say, oh, you can store data in Dropbox, everybody's saying, well, Dropbox is evil. So it's USA and uh, Donald is reading all the data and the NSA and everything is evil. And I say, hey, number one, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the, 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 the country. Yes, Dropbox is an American company. And uh, when you talk, uh, when you're taking the Dropbox International, uh, you store your systems on Amazon uh, servers uh, because Amazon is the host for that. Talking about Amazon, Amazon is one of the most professional providers of IT services. Uh, together with Microsoft, one of the leading providers, very high professional standards, um, and a lot of banks and insurances in the U.S. are working on Amazon service. So that's really much more professional than a lot of PCs which are in small offices in terms of uh, protection um, for access protection. Um, and talking about Dropbox, for example, you can also have a business version where you can have servers in other countries. So like talking about Germany, for example, when you have uh, more than 25 licenses, you can have your data with Dropbox in Frankfurt, uh, which is one of the highly, most highly certified um, data centers in whole Europe. So it's, it's important to just look behind it and to say um, in which country is it, how professional is the partner there. Of course, um, probably the, the US people don't understand what I'm talking about, but the UK and German ones are understanding GDPR, um, uh, so, uh, which is that uh, nasty thing which is getting our nerves. Uh, but being serious, we have to, of course, think about data protection. Um, and this is something where for several data, you need to have a cloud provider who is complying to the GDPR rules. Um, and you were uh, asking the question about the iCloud. Um, iCloud, for example, very highly professional uh, also infrastructure there from Apple but not GDPR compliant. Uh, so it's not usable when you need it uh, for GDPR compliant information. At least this is my current uh, status, which is sometimes uh, changing. 
um, talking about the next thing about um, clouds, it's important to look to say how flexible can they be used on all systems. Because you remember I said it's important to work with systems that are available on all platforms. So when you talk about iCloud, for example, it works superb on the uh, on the Apple in, um, in the Apple environment. It is kind of glitchy a bit in the Android environment because Google and Apple don't love each other so very much. Um, so therefore, it's sometimes even more interesting to think about the Microsoft um, environment where you have with OneDrive um, a system which is available worldwide and US. It is available in the European version and it was and will be available again for other country versions like, for example, for Germany. Um, and finally, it's then also interesting to see, okay, how easy is it to implement into your systems? Um, and the question then also say what to store on cloud. Um, usually when I say I am very open to store data on clouds, I differentiate what I store on clouds and what I never store on clouds is passwords. So this is something where I'm very conservative where I say I don't store my password on clouds. So, so okay, so um, I mean, something like, um, you know, keychain on, hmm? on uh, Apple, would that be something that you wouldn't store your, your passwords on or is that yeah, I so, don't use that, and I don't even use uh, those things like LastPass or Force uh, One Password or all these things to store my passwords. So I'm using a system which is called eWallet, uh, which is also available for all platforms, and that is synchronized uh, via Wi-Fi uh, when I'm in my local office. Um, so this is something where I usually recommend password managers which are synchronized between all your systems, of course, when you lose one system system or you need to have it available, but I usually don't recommend to go for cloud services there because this is, of course, something where hackers are really working high on it. Um, and I know that the security standards are really high nowadays, but the uh, hacker attacks are uh, also very high on that too. Excellent. E-wallets. That's, um, that, that's awesome. And we've got just a couple of minutes to a commercial break now. Um, I'm just interested uh, before we, um, we, we kind of go into break. Um, any any thoughts on you know people are starting to use WhatsApp rather than emails for example you know do you have any thoughts on these collaborative tools versus email? Yeah, I uh, ha see the big advantage. The big advantage is that it's getting much faster and you don't have tons of emails. The downside and the risk is that it's getting chaotic especially when you are then chatting on, on systems which are not integrated with the company. And probably after the break, we can talk a bit of Microsoft Teams because Microsoft Teams has an integrated chat which can relink the chatting platform with the business platform. I think then it makes sense. That, that's great. Um, all my friends seem to be a bit fed up with me because I, I turn off WhatsApp alerts because I just don't... Um, <laughs> I fully agree. Yeah, just completely... Uh, Completely irritates me. I miss out on what's going on with different kids' football teams and things like that. But um, I think it saves my sanity, um, not knowing that Johnny has um, left his shorts behind today and things like that. <laughs> up on my phone. Right, I'm going to go to we're going to go to commercial break now. After the break, you know, we'll talk a bit about mobiles. But I want to know about your favourite smartphone apps and other tech because um, I'm just loving some of this content and ideas and and uh, you know pointers you're making about e-wallet and um, strategy map and uh, all sorts of different uh, scan snap. I need to go and order one of those after this interview. Um, so we're back again in just a couple of minutes. 
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Thorsten Jekyll. We're talking about digital working and uh, using your technology. And um, Thorsten, uh, again, we were we were chatting in the break, and um, you know, we were talking about you know bits of tech that uh, are, are very very helpful uh, for you know the entrepreneur, for example. And I just wondered, you know, what um, what you could share with us that um, that will be helpful in terms of tools uh, and uh, apps and. Um, uh, you know, and where we should look to introduce these into our working. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the most important question is always to ask yourself as a company, but also and especially as a, an entrepreneur and uh, even more important as a sole entrepreneur, is always to say, um, how can I j- generate value and with which activities do I generate value? So we were just talking about bookkeeping. Uh, so when I'm doing my monthly bookkeeping, I don't generate value. I generate value when I'm on stage, when I'm with clients, when I can charge money for the time um, I spend with clients and I can generate money which um, when I'm generating content which I can use to generate a passive income and I am productive when I'm working on my enterprise so in Germany we always say working in the enterprise working on the enterprise um, so and therefore technology can really help me and can help the listeners to automize everything which doesn't generate value so like bookkeeping so I have have um, apps where I say like ScanBot Pro, for example, where I just scan when I'm in the taxi and when I can't pay with credit cards, I have a cash receipt. I just scan it immediately and then I throw it away. Um, so in the moment I scanned it, it's automatically with my bookkeeper. Um, and just a, a, a disclaimer to say, don't throw away all your receipts because there's different legislation in all countries. <laughs> so, But uh, with my tax advisor, I can throw away those things now. Um, and with the scanner with scanner apps which for example is a scanner pro which i can highly 
recommend, um, so which is available internationally and which also has a lot of uh, linkages, interfaces to bookkeeping systems because um, you should always look into apps that are connected to the systems. Um, so like talking about other apps um, and shall I start with smartphone apps and then later on with tablet apps? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with the smartphone apps, uh, one of my favorite apps is Week Cal, uh, which is like the Week Calendar, and this solves the problem that on a smartphone you usually don't see on the iPhone. You don't have a very good monthly calendar, and there you have your monthly calendar not only with dots, but you see all the appointments. Um, so this is a really good one. Um, so which I love. I also love Evernote. Don't know who knows Evernote. Uh, the basic idea is that you have all your notes available on all your systems automatically synchronized. And that's the cool thing when I see something, um, I see, for example, uh, an, an advertisement in a, in a newspaper, I see something in a magazine, I take a photo, and I don't just leave it into photos, but what I do is I instantly forward it to my Evernote mail, uh, Evernote app, and then I even delete the photo. Uh, because what I've learned is you never find anything in your photos, uh, but you have a great full text search in Evernote. Um, and I'm using Evernote also on the tablet because like when like, we meet, like when we meet when we at at the uh, at the conventions, I always take my notes on the iPad, for example, and I have all my notes from all the uh, speaking conventions on my iPhone synced again. So you see, we're closing loops here. Another thing which I love is Overcast. Uh, Overcast is a podcast app. Uh, because I love podcasts uh, where you can really decide when to listen to shows. Um, so like our show, which is aired live, plus which you can uh, hear afterwards. Uh, talking about um, filming and photographing, um, you know I'm a professional uh, speaker. So what I'm doing is I love to take photos. I love to con collect things for my talks uh, because it's always easier to have own photos with your rights. And I love the app uh, Pro Camera and uh, with Pro Camera what you can do for example just a small practical tip you can always um, set the camera setting to 16 by 9 and 16 by 9 is the regular slide format which we are using on large stages so you don't have the hassle to think about how can I convert a 4 by 3 picture to a 16 by 9 slide so this is uh, going with Pro Camera um, when you're filming, I love Filmic Pro, uh, and I don't know who's seen the Apple Keynote uh, when you have the new, the latest iPhone 11 Pro model. With Filmic Pro, you can even record every single of the four cameras of the iPhone individually. Uh, but even before, uh, you can adjust to say, do you need to have 4x3? Do you need to have 16x9? Do you need uh, 4K? Um, so I used to have a camcorder. I don't have that any longer. Um, and last but not least, I'm a big fan of personal Kanban tools. And I use either MeisterTask or Trello, uh, which is a board system where you have stacks of cards and where you can organize yourself and teams uh, much easier. Uh, does it help uh, your audience, uh, Chris, in, in that uh, kind of direction to talking about apps? Absolutely superb. Yeah, absolutely superb. I know it's helping me enormously. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
If it's helping me, I'm sure it's helping other people at the moment. So Absolutely. And uh, talking about uh, tablets, um, so um, currently, and I will say currently, um, I think that the iPad is the by far best uh, platform to use a tablet in a productive way. Because uh, I say, talking about smartphones, I say you can use either an Android or an iPhone. That doesn't really make a big, huge difference because uh, even the Android phone, uh, smartphones are, have a much better value for, for the price they have. So uh, iPhones are far too expensive for what they what they give you. But when you have a look at the tablets, um, there we have a situation that a lot of the really good apps are only available for the iPad because the majority of Android users is just not ready to buy software, uh, so they just want to have it all free of charge. Um, and a lot of developers say, okay, then I develop for the Apple Enterprise um, uh, for the App Store because the usual iPad guy doesn't care about the bucks he's spending on his apps. Um, so therefore, talking about iPad apps, if it would just be one app I could have on my iPad, it would be PDF Expert. Uh, so PDF Expert is uh, regularly in the top 10 of the international Apple App Store. Um, absolutely right, uh, because it is something where you can uh, comment um, PDF files, where you can present with PDF files, where you can even modify them. So super great. Then talking about taking notes. I love Notability 8, um, so because with Notability, you have the possibility to have two notebooks side by side. You have the possibility to transform handwritten notes into typed notes and um, instantly do that within the app. And you also have the possibility to have an auto backup that all your notes are automatically synced to your PC or to your Mac as PDF files. Bringing me back to the point to say, always have one single source of truth and I see a lot of people just have their data in their apps uh, and I always say with PDF expert you can connect your cloud services or your own networks with notability you can also connect your cloud or your own um, network sh shares uh, then I love of course Microsoft Office um, so it is now really good also on the iPad uh, then Thoughts. Uh, Thoughts is just a very simple little whiteboard app, but the cool thing is it has no frills. And you open it and you just start to draw. So especially for salespeople, really great uh, because you just open it, you just draw on it. And the cool thing is when you run out of paper, you just pinch and zoom it because it's a limitless, um, without any borders, infinite uh, large uh, whiteboard you have. Um, so the next thing, MeisterTask or Trello as the Kanban board, of course. Um, and uh, when you want to or need um, to work with PC or Mac, software on the go, I always recommend to have the possibility to go onto your PC or go onto your Mac with a remote desktop solution. And I'm using Jump Desktop with that. And with Jump Desktop, um, I always have a Mac computer in my office, which is running. And on that, I have Parallels, which is a possibility to run Windows on a Mac machine. And I have two displays in my office. One is then showing the Mac. Uh, the other one is showing 
following the windows on the same machine. And then with Jump Desktop, I can anytime when I'm on the road, when I need a Mac or Windows, I just connect to my desktop uh, machine. And then I can switch between the two displays and have actually three systems in one. I have a PC, I have a Mac, I have an iPad with me. Um, so, and uh, when I have no internet connection, I always have uh, the iPad. Um, and what I also recommend is to have solutions and the PDF expert, for example, can do that. Um, to synchronize all your data offline when you have an online connection. So this is kind of like when you are opening your email program on the iPad and when you're offline, so you see all your emails, even when you're not connected. So, and you can do the same with your files, uh, for example, with PDF Expert. So when you have a PDF file, which you kind of comment in a train or in a plane where you are offline, the moment the iPad goes online, it gets automatically synced back. So, and nothing has to do be done uh, manually. So that goes automatic. Um, and then there you see the, the points are all interrelated, interconnected, and all the apps should always be able to sync your data in the background without doing anything yourself. Because you see, I'm the lazy guy. <laughs> wow, wow. What a, um, what a download of valuable information. <laughs> I have to go back through my notes and listen to that again to, to make sure I've got uh, an understanding of what every little thing <laughs> you can do. But that was quite, quite incredible. I think really... You know, enormous amount of ideas and values and thoughts for people um, around uh, around technology. We've got only got a probably about two or three minutes left before I need to kind of summarize this. And I'm just interesting. You know, let's just um, chat briefly. How, how, you know, how um, you know how do you what sort of clients are you looking for? You know, when you, you've got you work with some great people. What what um who, who do you enjoy working with the most? Yeah, so it's two things. Number one, I love to work with uh, medium-sized enterprises who want to implement the iPad and Office 365. Uh, plus, when there are listeners who are organizing conferences or kickoff meetings where they need a speaker who can motivate people uh, to use technology. Uh, so this is something where I would love to be of help to you. Fantastic. Um, so we've um, we've just got about sort of a minute or two left. And I just, I just wonder if you've got any sort of final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with today. What's um, what would it be? Absolutely. So when you're thinking about uh, implementing technology in, in companies, uh, so it's always a question of how to overcome resistance. And what I always um, recommend is uh, that you talk to the people, uh, which is nothing revolutionary, but uh, far too less companies are doing that. What I, even when I'm starting with companies to implement the iPad, I always work together with their sales reps for a day or two, asking them, <coughs> sorry, how they work. Um, and then just uh, ask them how technology can make their life easier. That is something which uh, they usually have the best ideas. And then a very good idea is as management, um, so you should go digital too and be able to show people how the systems work, not just to to have a, a piece of paper and to say you have to be more digital. Uh, so this is talking about overcoming resistance to really don't tell show um, and when you look into technology the most important thing is you don't have to do every piece of technology shit that is possible um, so um, like talking about the whatsapp thing uh, so always think about so what can i stop to do which is even um, more important than implementing new things and then thinking 
Um, so how can a new service help me to be faster, to be more productive, and think about um, how collaboration systems can reduce emails? Because when you're looking into Trello, into MeisterTask, those boards, for example, I have some clients who have a zero in-house policy. And this is something that can be done, uh, for example, with working with Microsoft Teams with a chat function. So it's very interesting also looking into back probably into the old school Microsoft systems, which we kind of have forgotten. And with Microsoft Teams, they're doing really cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to end the, end the interview now. It's been absolutely brilliant talking to you today. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Got no end of uh, ideas, thoughts, and, and value. Um, so I just want to say a huge thank you. It's been, been absolutely brilliant today, Thorsten. Really, 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 really helpful. Thank you very much for having me. It was an absolutely honor to be on your show, Chris. Absolutely brilliant. And if you want to um, get hold of or find out more about Thorsten Jekyll, go to um, thorsten-jekyll.de slash English. Is that correct? If you want the That's English correct. Uh, super. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's T-H-O-R-S-T-E-N. Uh, Jekyll is J-E-K-E-L. Uh, and then it's dot, so it's thorsten-jackal.de slash English. So um, do get hold of Thorsten if um, he can help you, help your business. I think you may get a sense uh, from this conversation that this man really does know what he's talking about and, and walks a talk with all his own technology as well. So um, you know, get along to one of his speeches or invite him to come and talk at your, your, at your organizations uh, and I uh, would follow him. He's got, I know, a huge amount of content where, that he's giving away as well. He creates uh, lots of uh, video on using technology technology so you'll be able to find all of that as well and uh, access some of that information on next week's show um, i have a, a really great um, a good friend of mine called sherry concannon um she's doing big things over here in, in great britain um with regards to um you know, her work with uh, um, smes small medium enterprises and helping them develop and grow and have something called concannon connection um she's going to talk to me about the business of reciprocity next week um so um and you know by um you know giving um, to others how you can then um you know, make a, a business from that and uh, have lots and lots flowing back. So once again, huge thank you to Thorsten Jekyll. Do send me any comments, questions um, to chris at chriscooper.co.uk and uh, thank you for listening. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.